Before we start this episode, everyone at the Almond View podcast was saddened to hear of the passing of Bill Hunter during the week. It is because of Bill's dream that the five of us and everyone listening to this podcast have Livingston Football Club in common. If it wasn't for Bill's influence, we wouldn't be here together talking about Livingston every single week. So on behalf of everyone at the Almond View podcast, we wish to send our condolences to all of Bill's friends and family. Forza, Bill Hunter. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Almond View podcast. I am your host, Jake Pointer, and joined with me tonight are my two frustrated lions, Owen Innes and Thomas Fro. Hello. Tonight we will discuss our 4-1 defeat to the cabbage-munching dildos Hibs at the Tony Mac and then over to the ladies' draw away to Renfrew on Sunday. Then we're going to bring back our special Thomas Fro game, Defend the Indefensible, where we will come up with some ridiculous takes that Owen and I will defend. And lastly, guys, look, our fellow felines, plenty football to be played. Plenty opportunities to get our sombreros on to play Cycle Away. Plenty goals to be scored and plenty bloody episodes to be listened to by your favourite virgin podcast. So sit back, relax, embrace the momentary disappointment with us here at the Arm of You podcast. So Saturday the 4th of March saw the Lions lose 4-1 to the Cabbage and Ribs in another uninspiring performance from the Lions. So Owen, I'm going to come to you first. What did you think about the, the lineup uh, when you saw it? It looked, it looked pretty aggressive. The lineup, when I saw it, I said this in the group chat, it gave me a stoner. Like, it was, there was, the, the whole team just looked brilliant. Um, you know, it was like we were talking last week about bringing boys back in instead of IO. That happened. Uh, the midfield was maybe a bit of a surprise, a bit more of the uh, experienced midfield with, um, you know, Pitts, Holton, Omionga. Um, that kind of Stephen Kelly playing on the wing. Um, but I thought that lineup was like possibly the best that. It's probably our best eleven. Um, let's say, I, I mean, I, I would argue that Stephen Bradley is probably in there, but uh, I would, yeah, no. Was, when I saw that lineup, I thought, poof, easy win, easy win. How wrong <laughs> I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, as as exactly the same. Uh, when I when I saw it, I th- I think we were kind of talking about that. The the people that I think I wanted in started, and we thought. Bradley maybe have a wee time on the bench in Tennessee, but we'll come to that later. So, Tam, we we actually started off amazingly well. Uh, you know, a great goal from Nubley, a really great ball from kind of Morgan Boys. But can it kind of talk us through it? Well, I mean, it's it's probably a position where Nubley hasn't really scored as many as he as he could have. He seems to get in those kind of positions around the edge of the box quite a lot, and is shooting his perhaps been a tad uh, lacklustre from those positions. We could probably say, we could probably say, I don't think that's too harsh, but he took it really well. Um, like the power that he got on it to get it over the keeper was brilliant. It's a very small gap to 
to get the ball into. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It was just him doing it's just him doing what he does, right? Like the ball was brilliant from boys. But for him to kind of bring that down, create the space for himself and get the shot off was fantastic. And you know, I think you know, we were all very, very, very hopeful at that stage of the game because it looked it looked good. That's kinda what we want to see. We can create goals in different ways. You know, we we can do that long ball into the striker and that's you know, I've harped on about it so much. Nibs is so good at kind of getting us that bit further up the park because he can is controlling and bringing the ball down and creating that space for him or others around him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just absolutely brilliant and hopefully, obviously, the rest of the game didn't really go to plan. But it's it's reassuring to see Owen. I just I just wanted to make a point that uh, you know about like nibbly shooting. Um, I don't know if any of the other like the people listening uh, watch the you know the practices that they have the practices they have before the game. Nubli had like ten shots, not a single one of them was on target, and then pulls that out of his arse nine minutes into the game. It's just mental. The guy can't shoot. It's it's crazy, but just somehow it just seems to score really good goals. Um, sorry, I just wanted to bring that up. I don't know if anyone else has ever noticed it, but. He never seems to hit a shot on target during like the the practices at the beginning of the game. Never. Yeah, I'm. I've not. I'm never really in before um, the kind of kick off. So I, I've never seen it. But I agree. I feel like I just feel like he doesn't really connect to the ball that well when he shoots. It always seems like it's just not like almost in the center of his foot. So it says you're right. Surprising when he hits a bit of a thunder twat, you know. And against a, one of the best keepers in the league. Yeah, even though older you know yeah. it was re- it was really good um so keep it up noobs we're, we're gonna bloody need it um so oh and after that you know the you know hibs did kind of seem to equalize which i think very kind of uncharacteristic characteristically i cannot speak tonight uh from livingston you really th- thought we would have got been a lot tighter you know really difficult to break down and then and kind of catch hibs on the counter but they seem to just completely play as our own game and catch us on the counter with a very well-timed run, which we all thought was miles offside. You were at the game, you would you would have had the best, if you're in your old seat, really good angle of that. Did you think offside all day? I thought offside all day. Um, genuinely, I thought they were going to call it um, for offside. Um, the entire game, though, because uh, this, this is where I start to become scathing, um, the entire game. <laughs> Here we go. Yuan was running the show, just at, like his, uh before we played Hibs uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, they were talking about this the the, the Yuhan resurgence, right? Um, and Yuhan was just he was just kicking our asses uh, in uh, Easter Road, and he just did exactly the same. That's uh, what he did. To be honest, in the in the kind of minutes from us scoring until Yuan scored, um, he was just so ball greedy. He was just like like literally dancing around, losing the ball constantly, um, and then he pulls that out. Um, and the entire game, Devlin was playing him on side. Like every single time, Devlin was just he was tracking him like the entire time. So we've obviously tried to play the offside trap there. Devlin and everyone just stops. And the pace on that guy is absolutely frightening. And it's it's crazy to think that 
when the ball is played, he's about two yards, like two yards behind the line. And then as soon as the ball leaves the foot, as soon as it's like just, just a millisecond in the air, he's like three yards in front of Devlin. It's the, the pace on the boy was absolutely frightening. Good finish as well. Like you, you can't deny it was a, a, a great run and a great finish. Um, but the defense just stopped. It was it was like you know musical statues and someone switched off the music. But uh, only Yuan was the only person who was, who was still fucking running. Um, so yeah, like from from a Livingston point of view, it's it's, it's an awful goal to lose because we're trying to play this offside trap. I've never seen us trying to play before. Um, and uh, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a brilliant goal. Um, but I genuinely thought it was it was miles offside, and then I saw the the highlights, and I was like, "Oh, that is that is a brilliant, brilliant run from the boy." It's such a high line, though. Like we've got such a high line for that goal. It's kind of crazy. Sorry, Jake, if you're going to mention this, but no, 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 no. I've yeah, get going. It's mental. Like, why are we so high up the park in that position? Well, like, what's a bit? They were they were on the counter. I think again. I don't think the highlights kind of really kind of explain it because we were we were attacking at that point, and then it was kind of just like a quick a quick transition from them, mm-hmm. and then the ball got pinged forward, and our defence was uh, really high. But again, Devlin was just tracking you and the entire time, um, and then as soon as the ball was played, just put his hand up and just stopped. That's yeah, bizarre. Uh, yeah, it, it was unusual. That, I mean, that's why I thought he was offside, just uh, because of how high our line was. Because, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, I think the defence was kind of round about the uh, the edge of the semicircle from uh, at the halfway line. Um, and then I kind of just looked up and I was like, Christ, that boy's got to be miles offside. And the, and the, 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 uh, the lino wasn't lagging for it, so I was like, jings. But I genuinely thought the VAR was going to call it offside. And, I mean, what a call from the... I mean, if there was no VAR, what a call from the uh, from the assistant uh, to, to yeah. get that because he got it absolutely spot on, like absolutely spot on. The, it would have been funny how much he would have moaned about that because eh? until we saw it on the highlights. But I don't know. I think I'm about to go and moan about the defence in general, but it's hard to kind of just sometimes put, yeah, we were really high, but they did catch us. But, you know, I, I think give more credit to the Hibs boy than, than actually to the defence. Obviously, we could have always do better, but I feel like the run was so good and they used his pace well. I'm going to, I'm going to, personally, I'm going to give it a fair dues. But, um, Tam, I'm going to jump over to you, back to you, just talk a bit about the, um, obviously, the defence again. N- you know, naturally, I guess just a bit, a bit off it. And, you know, quick succession um, into the kind of second goal. It just seemed like everyone was a little bit off the ball. It's almost like the first goal, the, their goal just kind of almost spooked us a bit. They just seem, seem to have a lot of time and the ball just kind of like trickles in in this kind of shite fashion. It just looked overall just shite. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a horrible goal. Like, like they horrible. get way too much space around the box. Like it shouldn't shouldn't happen. It's slack, um, and I think you're right. I think they were a bit a bit spooked, probably from kind of what happened before that ball over the top. They were probably trying to drop a wee bit deeper, quicker, 
and then we give them yeah. that space in front so it's it's a tough one you know it's top level football so it's it's difficult but Jesus man like he's not even like, I feel bad for Shamal because it's right in the corner there's like very very little that he could have done it's so far away from him and it's just trickled into the bottom corner <laughs> absolutely stinking it's one it's one that you scored at fives and you're just not proud about like it could be the winner <laughs> You put it at fives, but you went. I oh, sorry, boys. That was a hon- that was a honker. You've like kicked no. it off one of your feet. Yeah, no um, fist bump or anything. Just literally nah. just the turn round and button run back. Aye, aye. We go again, boys. We go again. But yeah. aye, it's just odd, odd defend. It's not like us to give that much space around the box. Like you can conf- forgive it against a Celtic when they've got players dragging players left, right, and centre. You know when we're battered deep that. A, there's a lapse of concentration, but that is a position that we've actually been quite good from. Like mm-hmm. I don't remember too many goals that being kind of just played through our centre halves. I might be wrong, but like played through the defence from the kind of within 25, 30 yards, and it's just it's just so slack and it's so untidy. Like no one's really picking up that man. No one's put the challenge in. No one's tried to intercept it. Like they're not filling spaces, they're not filling the right spaces, and it's it's mm-hmm. frustrating as fuck because I think at one one you're still in the game, especially after going up. But when you concede those two quick calls, it fucks you completely. So aye, it's it's boss. I think that's the best way to describe it. I like I like that. Just what do you think of that, Christoph Beda after the game? How was that, boss? <laughs> um, you know, have you have you noticed? I don't know if this is a coincidence or not. I might get into trouble for saying this, but we've been quite shy in defence since we've signed. Christoph I was just Beller. I was just about to say that. I was just to say that. Generally, since Bartley's left, we seem really athletic defensively. It's a really interesting point to raise because I thought like there was a, a period of time where Bartley would kind of respond to people on Instagram and his stories where they would talk about how they defended against certain players so like especially in old firm games when he would get a lot of comments and stuff he put up a few things like how did you defend against Ryan Kent today like what did you do against him what did you do against Morelos and he would give like quite detailed instructions mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just missing now um, obviously like it was going to be impossible to replace someone like Marvin Bartley because he's so experienced and we know his kind of influence on the team. He seemed really mm-hmm. at one with the boys and really, I would say, irreplaceable. Um, we were calling a couple of years ago, some of us were calling for him to take over from Davey at some point. I would still, if he was going to go, if Davey was going to go, I'd still like us to get Marvin. I think he'd do a good job. But it I just agree. seems like we're missing some of those finer details. Like, kind of like you were saying before, Owen, like, Devlin tracking him back and forward when he's got that pace. You want to leave him offside. Like maybe maybe there was an idea there behind it, but it just seems like we're kind of missing those finer details, certainly from a defensive side. Um and it does seem to be from when when Bartley left. Because he seemed to have the ideas about how to play certain players. And, you know, maybe I'm completely wrong, maybe nothing's changed, but it just seems like something's not quite right there on a match to match basis. Like I agree. The, like if you're an FM player, your personal player, uh, your your player instructions aren't quite set right when defending against certain players. You know, like you probably won't get that if you played like CMO two, because I don't think that was a thing back then. But you know, in the new games, you you need to, you need to play play against who you're playing against. So I I don't know, it's a weird one. 
And to our viewers who are not Total Geeks, FM Football Manager, CM Championship Manager, talking about that, I take it. This makes if you don't, if you don't know what FM and CM are, I'm disappointed, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah. If I ever see you, 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 ever see you, would, you wouldn't be listening to this fucking podcast if you didn't know what Football Manager and Championship Manager were. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay. you didn't. Know. You wouldn't have a fucking clue what we're talking about. <laughs> um, star, Reggie Star. So someone's probably raging because they just download tactics and they've never set a player instruction in their life and they're like, what the fuck's going on here? I like, ain't fucking wrong with that. I finished third in the league, mate. I downloaded tactic. Anyway, stop you right there. Bloody hell, before we go down that tangent. Uh, Owen, I'm going to go back to you. So do you think we ever... So there was a kind of a Devlin chance. Uh, you know, I felt he struck it well, but I don't think he was ever really troubling the keeper. Do you think it 2-1... That we we looked like we'd potentially to come back in it was there kind of moments out with that kind of shot on tar a shot on, a shot a goal that we looked like we would kind of get back into the game no no um, David Marshall didn't make a single save um, so I don't even rem- I remember us having a couple of corners in the first half um, but no I I don't really remember anything happening. Um, there was, I'm sure there was, there was like a chance in the first half. Nubly kind of had it down by the, uh, down by the byline. Um, but it was, it was, it was easily defended. Um, but no, I think, I think Devlin's just kind of hit that through pure frustration and Holt's done all of the work there. Um, yeah. and, and to be quite frank, it's, it's the only thing that Holt did, uh, the entire game. But oh, really? um, it kind of kind of controls the ball. It flicks up, and he just he just heads it right into the path of Devlin. I mean, it was it was genius when I watched it back. I I didn't appreciate it so much in real time. Um, but then Devlin's just kind of had that opportunity. There's maybe a couple of better options around them. I think I think Nubley's out wide, um, pretty much unmarked, <laughs> which is unusual for Nubley. Um, or someone was out wide, completely unmarked. Um, and we, even if we get back into the game there to make it 2-2, you, you, you then got something to play for and the game changes. We probably could still could have lost the game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the chance on Devlin was good, but for the rest of the game, we did not trouble um, uh, David Marshall at all. Uh, well, I'm going to, again, I'm going to add in here, I left as soon as the own goal went in. So uh, anything really after that was on the radio um, that I was listening to. So I, I don't really kind of, I think there maybe was another chance. By that point, it was it was already 3 1. And you're like, it's just a consolation, really, at that point. Yeah. Um, no, it was a bit, it was a bit disappointing. Uh, a bit disappointing, especially again with the, with the lineup that was out there. I mean, that was yeah. Uh, just but just touching on the lineup a little bit. Obviously, we you know we spoke about Bradley, but um, do you think Bradley would have been you know playing against his own team? Uh, did he did he did he feature at all in the game? Or no, he didn't. He didn't come off the bench. Uh, subs were Penrice, Io, Shinny, um, Bahambula. And there would be one more to make it five. Uh, who came on for Io? The new centre half, Deluca. Oh yeah, yeah, Delucas. Delucas. Um So yeah, so Bradley didn't even get a sniff. Um, yeah, I didn't even really see him warming up at all, actually, um, for the whole game. But I mean, I was kind of just I was watching the game, I suppose, as opposed to watching the subs run up and down. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was a it was a, it was a strange one. It's such a strange game. Like as soon as they scored the second goal, it was like the whole kind of atmosphere for the game just completely changed. Like I was like, oh Christ, you know, I didn't feel as though we were ever going to get back into the match um, after that point. Um, but yeah, no, it was we were we were constantly playing long balls. Uh, so I'm sure awful there was one though that where it looked as though it was going out and Montano like jumped like halfway to the moon to get it and he won it and kept the ball in that was quite impressive quite enjoyed that um, but apart from that no it wasn't really a uh, it was not a great performance uh, for the rest of the game at all Tam let's talk about the sending off although I kind of agree it's a red I can't help but feel that it was quite soft at the same time. Um, what's kind of your your, your kind of thoughts, and, and do you think it was definitely game over after that? As a striker or forward player, he's been clever. I think um, Fitzy's in a situation where he's he's fucked either way um, because he can either stop chasing and let him go. Or as he runs across him, you need to do everything in your power to not clip him. Um, and a fart would have knocked impossible. him over. Eh? <laughs> Aye, absolutely. Like I, I, I think he's went down legitimately. I don't think he's like embellished it because see, when you're running at pace like that, like the ti- tiniest that can just knock you off, the tiniest clip of your ankle or whatever. Yeah, I, it's it's a red card for me. Um, it's a shame. I, I, I don't blame Fitzy too much. Because it's just one of those ones. Striker's been clever. It's kind of what you've what you're told to do, you know, from when you're a wee laddie when you're running past players, you you get across them because they're going to foul you or you or they're going to drop off. The only thing maybe is boys might have got back. I don't know how far he was off. I've been kind of watching it over and over again. Nah, mm-hmm. boys is too far behind them to to have any impact on the decision at all, um, and too far behind to kind of allow Jack to to back off so it's aye, it's just one of those honking ones but I think the problem from Levy's perspective there is that it's just such a simple ball in behind mm-hmm. and it's what we were done with um, the first goal it's it's simple mm-hmm. simple stuff getting the ball in, the, in behind the defence way too easily and when you're high up the park and they've got quick attackers you're you're fucked either they're going to score or something like that is going to happen, and it's it's difficult. So that's kind of the problem that needs to be addressed moving forward: is that we can't let teams get in behind us like that. If that means you know sitting a bit deeper, then fine. But we're no we're usually a team that doesn't let teams get passes away like that. We're usually hassling players, and that just didn't happen. Looked like it was Nicky's man that that plays the pass um, mm-hmm. from from kind of out wide, and he's nowhere near him. Like. We need to be more compact. I guess the game was probably fucking done at that point anyway. But mm-hmm. aye, to answer your question, I think once that happened, there was no chance we were getting back in it. Obviously, once I had the injuries and stuff later, but not a chance. But I don't, I don't have too much. You know, I'm not raging at Jack for doing it because it, it was an impossible situation for him, for me, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Fitzy's trying to get goal side, um, so he kind of just skips over. 
Um, totally catches his, uh, his heel. I, I get that. Um, as it was, yeah, it was boys. I mean, because I th- I thought it looked as though they were kind of level. So was it really last man? They're nowhere um, near level. They're nowhere, no, they're nowhere near level. Near level. I, I said it, it's because um. So they had an absolutely identical one about three minutes beforehand. Uh, where Shamal makes a pretty good save, kind of gets down. It's almost proper one-on-one. Um, and Shamal makes a pretty good save. Um, and then that second one was just like, oh, here we go again. And then, and then of course, uh, boy goes down. Um, and, I mean, Jack had absolutely no complaints about it. Um, like, yep. as, as, soon, as soon as the referee starts charging up towards him, he knows that card's coming out. He's walked past him. Before, um, you know, on his on his way off, he's already on his way off before the referee's anywhere near him. Uh, to the point that even like, because he the referee waves the card at boys, and boys is like, "What me? <laughs> what? What are you talking about?" Yeah, that was weird. and then he's like, "No, no, no, no." Yeah, it was so strange. Like, cause I, I was I was confused myself. I thought, "Was he sending off boys?" So was he boys? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, because it was. Yeah, yeah, they had an absolutely identical same same people involved, same pass, same ball, same run. We didn't learn from uh, the original mistake. Sitting, I think we were sitting with quite a high line because we were constantly tracking, like chasing back, as yeah. opposed to letting them run onto us the entire game. So, um, yeah, which again is so surprising with the amount of pace that they've got. Their new number thirteen, I don't know what his name is, Hack Hacky or something like that. Hop, Hoppy. Or hope, or whatever. Um, he's rapid as fuck as well, and he was shite in the first half, and ended up almost scoring two goals. So, uh, but I anyway, anyway. Sorry, I just wanted to bring that up too. Well, that's fine. Oh, and I'm I'm going to go back to you anyway. Um, talk a little bit about the third goal. Caught in the break, naturally we're pushing up bodies forward. They're catching us into the pace in behind. Would you say that Omionga was just unlucky, or do you think he maybe could have done could have done better? Uh, no, Omiyong is ridiculously unlucky. Um, again, it's, it's it's just going back to exactly what I was just saying. Uh, it's the same ball uh, played in behind. Our defenders are fucking sitting on the halfway line or even in, in Hibs half. Uh, and then Chris Cadden, one of the poorest excuses for a fucking football player I've ever seen. Um, gets through and and yeah, I mean, the Omiyong is so unlucky. Like he's so unlucky um, that uh, that it just bounces off him. And of, and obviously, you see like Shamal going one way and then realizes that it's going like it's going the opposite way. Like it's taking the massive deflection off of Stefan. Um, it's 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 unlucky. I I I, I hate it when it kind of that's that's the type of own goal that you kind of hate being put down as an own goal. Because that will go down on your record as an own goal, despite the fact that it wasn't really like it was just an unlucky deflection. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, yeah. But as long as Chris Cadden doesn't get fucking thingied for it, then I suppose that's all right. But. Uh, <laughs> but I. A tiny um, victory. It was just again. <laughs> small victories there. Small small victories. Um. But uh, I. Just such a. Again, terrible defensively. Terrible, just terrible. 
Um, uh, I was saying to Tam earlier on, there's like one, maybe one and a half players that walks away with pass marks from that game. One of them's new play and the other one's Stephen Kelly. Everyone else was absolutely woeful. Uh, that's actually it's quite difficult to blame Shamal because when Shamal was kind of called on he did make a couple of really good saves like even in the lead up to the fourth goal uh, from the highlights he does make a good save puts himself out there as a goalkeeper gets himself injured uh, but I know we're we're not on to the fourth goal yet but you know I mean he, he did actually have a pretty decent so two players so collectively one one player gets full pass marks then two other ones get half pass marks. The rest of them aren't even mentioned in the marking process. Yeah, the last goal, it's uh, it's a total shambles. I feel a bit bad for De Lucas, to be honest, because he's kind of been thrown into the into the fire, per se, because like it's not a situation where you want to come on in a game when you're essentially being battered and you're down to 10 men, it's it's not how I would like to make my debut somewhere. So, aye, it's, it's, it's a shambles. The VAR thing, I mean, it took so long. I can understand because it's so, so tight. Um, but, yeah, it's just, aye, it's not the best goal to concede and it's one of those ones that's horrible. On the Davy situation, um, I think, you know, it's... It's a bit stupid for him, to be fair. Like, I get it's a, a bit of a laugh and a joke, but maybe the referee didn't need to decide to fucking kill us again. But um, I, hopefully, I, I haven't seen any the news about it, whether he's getting a touchline ban or whatever, but, you know, hopefully hopefully it doesn't happen. Hopefully common sense prevails a wee bit. Because I'm sure managers have done worse in the past and gotten away with it, so aye. It's just a bit, just a bit shite. And um, I'm sure it'll be. You can probably shout loud enough the 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 Dacky Hill uh, to the players. Um, get his instructions <laughs> across. The so maybe that's maybe that's a good way for him to do it. Or the Bubbles Hill, Dacky Hill. He could probably do it for the bubble uh, for fucking Dacky Hill to be fair. But aye, uh, it should be on the Bubbles Hill screaming out uh, yeah. his instructions. Aye. Um, so aye, uh, it's just one of those things. Yeah, I heard David Marshall like basically went and said it was just a joke don't worry about it or something like that and so that's that's kind of helped uh, aye at least he actually came out and apologised I think it was a bit stupid really oh aye but it's a laugh isn't it it's a laugh what a, what a bloody laugh in 4-1 against bloody Hebs at home Okay, so, uh, normally for this season we have kind of spoken on a lighter note when we've come to the ladies, but yes, at the end of the day, it was a draw away from home against a kind of top of the table clash. Thomas, it's difficult to, you know, that we're taking a draw away from home against, you know, I'd say that Livingston are close to it, but can't help but feel a, bit, a little bit of disappointment with the way the ladies have been playing recently. Would you agree? I think it's a difficult one. Coming off the back of that, that, that game against Renfrew um, with like the high scoring game, you know, absolutely gubbing them. Basically, you know, I think all signs were good, um, and I don't know if that game's maybe done something, but there seems to be a little bit of fluidity lost, possibly. Um, you know, goals from open play aren't as easy to come by, um, mm. and yeah, you know, it's not nothing too concerning. I don't think there's still a comfortable cushion at the top of the table. 
Um, <laughs> but they just need to get back to, to winning ways and get back their confidence because they've, they've not played as well since... I wasn't at the game at the weekend, so I can't talk about it uh, too much. But they've not played as well, certainly, in the, the two games before as they played in that Renfrew game at home. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, they've definitely got it in them. Uh, just needs just needs to come out a wee bit more. Yeah, and on a, on a lighter note that I saw that um, it was Jess Murphy's fifth appearance playing for yeah. Lutheran. It's great who's had another kind of great season with us. You know, great, and you know, in women's football and with Livingston, that people are staying around uh, for so long. It's, it's such a huge commitment. After, as we know, with <laughs> and even with the, doing the podcast every week, you know, training, yep. playing games. You know, it's great to see Jess be here for such a long time. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely, definitely, I absolutely agree. It's a it's a big milestone, and to be the first for the club, you know, that's hopefully hopefully on a upward tra- trajectory is is quite a big deal so congratulations to to Jess and hopefully to many more appearances yeah and to to the rest of the guys too Um, so maybe not we don't want to dwell on the game too much we know it was um, at the end of the day we take it as a point away from home you know albeit it almost seems like the game at home and we'd absolutely gub rim through it was just one of these days it's almost not to mention it to Rob Salt on your wounds Tam but Man United aren't getting pumped 7-0 every game off Liverpool some teams don't get pumped all the time. It's just a, a, almost like a schedule of events. So just for mentioning you, that, mate. Really well, appreciate mate, that. Listen, listen. I like to you when I see a man on the ground. I like to fucking kick him. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate kick, that. Let's like to kick him. Uh, sometimes I, you know, kick dirt in your eyes. Kick, you know, I'm, oh. I'm that. I'm that kind of guy. You know. Uh, <laughs> uh, so what's what's coming up next for ladies who've got it? So I imagine it'll be at home next week. Uh, yeah. So it was meant to be at home tonight as we record. Uh, meant to be at home ah. to Drybra. Uh, mm-hmm. That game uh, was postponed due to the weather. I think the. Can, I don't know if there's any influence from the, the men's game on that happening with the men's game being tomorrow night and them wanting to get the pitch all lovely and covered to try and get that men's game on tomorrow night. So I don't know if there's maybe something mm-hmm. there. But that game's been postponed um, to a later date. Uh, probably leading to a bit of fixture pile-up. But to be honest, it's probably no bad thing for Olivia, um as the fixtures were coming a wee bit thick and fast anyway. Mm-hmm. This weekend, they are away to Air United. A bit of a resurgent Air United. They've made a bit mm. of a charge up the table recently. They've had some good results. They've always kind of had it in them to be a decent team. Um, but, you know, I think they um, Livingston have kind of consistently outplayed them recently, certainly. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm not sure if I'll be at the game. Um, it's a Horrible trek through the air, especially in the pish and snow. So fair play to anyone that does make it. And I'm sure the girls will appreciate if you make it through mm-hmm. um, to air on Sunday. Um, but yeah, after that, uh, obviously, air away, two o'clock Sunday. And then, you know, big game the week after. Uh, Ross fail at home, which, you know, three points there can pretty much set you up for the league. I think the position that they're in now, I believe they're 13 points clear. Um, of Renfrew, yeah, 13 points clear with a th- and Renfrew have got a game in hand but you're still looking at a 10 point cushion there so mm-hmm. it's it's pretty big and then you'll do the same for Rossville as well if you beat them next week, so it's a big, big couple of weeks um, but, you know, it's looking it's looking not bad for the title Yeah, well done ladies great effort, keep going um, 
obviously there was always going to have these rough moments uh, in the league. I mean, it's never going to be plain sailing. So nice one. Good, all the best for air on Sunday. Hopefully you don't get snowed in and air and have to stay there because that that's like <laughs> living hell. Yes. <laughs> all the best, and we'll uh, we'll be back for Rossville in a week or so's time. So, everyone, welcome back to the second edition of Defend the Indefensible. Now, I've done a bit of hosting recently, so the confidence is up, unlike Livy. Um, I'm ready to go. Hopefully it's less shite. It was never shite. I never had any complaints. The boys said it was great. Can't complain. All good. So, last time, um, Povey and Jake battled it out to defend some absolutely honking takes. Uh, This time, it'll be Jake against Owen. Um, Owen... Welcome to the game. Expect you to be quite good at this because you know you're quite natural at defending honking takes. Um, usually done seriously. So uh, looking looking forward to seeing your input. I, I certainly I certainly try my hardest. I certainly do try my hardest to. Uh, yeah, I've got I've got a bit of a conspiracy <laughs> theorist bone in my body. I don't know. Well, enough about your private life. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, so this week we have two options on the table. Um, Jake's signals in and out, so you never know. We might just have Owen shouting into the clouds. What is new? Uh, so the two options this week are uh, budget blasphemy and VAR views. Now I will spin the wheel, and we will give each of our lovely people a honking take with a bit of context, and they need to f- defend it for two minutes. I will take in their absolute drivel and decide who... I, I think I, I tried to judge this last time on who annoyed me more because it probably meant that they were <laughs> touching a nerve. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think we'll get started and I will pick the first one. So, going to spin the wheel, see who comes out to get the first topic. It is... Drummle, please. Jake, you go up, you're up first. And you're going to be defending budget blasphemy. So, the context here (laughs) is that teams and fans talking about budgets against the old farm is just ridiculous. If you want your team to compete, then just get more money. You have (laughs) two minutes on the clock to piss me off to no end. Start right now. Listen. I can't be arsed with these tiny, shitty clubs that somehow creep their way. They have one good season. They creep their way into the SPFL. And, like, they're just talking about budgets. Oh, we're skin. Oh, we can't afford under-soil heating. We've got to cancel the games. Oh, we can't name the stand after a fucking person. Uh, 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 uh. Shit, a load of shite. Listen, I'm so done with hearing about budgets. We should, basically, everyone should support a proper team like Glasgow Celtic or Glasgow Rangers. I actually... I'm a big Glasgow fan, so I support both teams. So no matter what, I can never lose because I love both sides of Glasgow so much because they've got proper, proper budgets. Scudding wee teams like Livingston and, and I quite like Falkirk. At least Falkirk have got a bit, you know, seem like they've got a good budget, you know, they've got a good set of fans. But listen, I'm Team Glasgow. I love Rangers. I love Celtic. And I just love lo- big budgets. <laughs> God. I love big budgets and I can't not I laugh. Done that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I was thinking the whole way through. That. 
Uh, oh, that's hey, fucking genius. Well, yeah. that was very compelling, Jay. I think you might have convinced me. I mean, yeah, I am. I am going to Celtic Park tomorrow night. So there you go. You've just converted me in an instant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done, well done, Jake. That was uh, entertaining. So, Owen, are you ready for yours? I baron mate. Right, sweet. So you are going for VAR views. So VAR is the best thing to happen to Scottish football. It doesn't matter if the matchday experience for fans is bad. We need to make our league look attractive uh, externally. And it needs to be there to be as good as the big boys down south. You have two minutes, even though Jacob needs the minute. Please start now. Here, just in general, VAR is fucking amazing. I love sitting about for five minutes waiting to find out whether or not it's onside or offside. I mean, it's the, it's the, the highlight of my day. I mean, it's turning it into American football, which is the greatest sport of all time. You know, a game that literally is like, you know, the game's supposed to last a, a grand total of an hour and a half, but you're there for three days waiting to fucking find out whether or not the game is actually even still on. Uh, gives you more time to to eat pies and drink beer, though, um, which well, well, which you can't do uh, at, uh, at games. Uh, do you know what we should also do as well? We should also introduce VAR for 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 the crowds because crowds nowadays are utter wanks, just fucking doing everything wrong. You know, uh, I uh, VAR is just absolutely brilliant. Uh, I love it, um, and and to be honest, I I genuinely do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it brings a lot of controversy and I love a little bit of controversy um, yeah but in general I mean you know VAR just should be there all the time because if it wasn't for VAR we would uh, you know we would just be considered to be a diddy wee league um, you know with, with nay fans um, you know and, and nay budgets in order to actually uh, compete within, you know, the, the you know, the, like, you know, the, the, the team that the league would actually end up being turned upside down because Rangers would never get a penalty. Celtic would never get any penalties. Uh, and teams like uh, Aberdeen uh, and Ross County uh, would end up winning the league every year. Uh, and to be honest, I can't fucking wait for it. Wow. You said <laughs> your voice sounded like you were being chased down a street or something. Like, oh my god! Uh, and then I'm, I'm, I've got someone chasing me down the street. Oh, that's, that's that's the wheels in my head turning. It's literally just I'm just like it's like the conveyor belt of shite. Just the conveyor belt of utter nonsense was just, and I was really fucking running out. If this uh, is the record the button's on. It's tough. If this is the week that we start doing a video podcast, we should do like <laughs> just to watch the. The, uh, the the cogs turn in our heads. The cogs yeah. turn in it, and the strained look on your face, like, <laughs> like uh, it was like a horror movie. It was brilliant. <laughs> I don't even know if anything I just said actually stayed on topic. To be honest, I don't know if you said anything coherent, yeah. but I fucking enjoyed it anyway. Yeah, there's, there's no coherency, but the, the American football bit was good. I liked it. Yeah, it was, it was excellent. Absolutely excellent. Um, I'm slightly disappointed you didn't um, try to justify it by comparing us to the English Premier League. Um, you know that would have been quite good uh, for your argument. That would have made some people's piss really boil. Um, <laughs> well, the problem is, is I don't watch the English Premier League, so I've got, I've got no no basis for argument on that. Yeah, Varsh right there as well. Um, oh. They're both really entertaining answers. I don't think anyone really annoyed me as much as they did the last time. Um, 
because <laughs> I was literally quite upset after <laughs> after those answers. The, these ones were, were quite a bit more entertaining. Um, Owen, for the effort that you went into to keep talking, despite clearly not knowing what you were going to say next, I'm going <laughs> to give it to you. Uh, it was both of them yes. were excellent. But well done, Owen. Congratulations. Well done. Hot, hot take well Owen wins again. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually this is actually quite rare for me to actually have won something on this podcast. I'm I'm quite happy with that. It's a pity win. It's a pity win, it's fine. Um <laughs> if if anyone has any more honking takes that they would like to see any of the boys defend, DM us on Twitter, DM me on Twitter. You'll find me usually hanging about, about. Am in view, just retweeting am in view stuff it's all I really do um, or moaning about United uh, yeah send send some ideas in um, my creativity is getting drained um, so let's get some more ideas you've literally in for- chosen four fucking subjects and your creativity's already gone I'm not very really annoying <laughs> annoying ones is hard yeah it's, Tom's just it's, an easygoing guy he doesn't get annoyed apart from, it, from when watching Livy Man United or like cricket or something yeah, bit bit of all that. Bloody uh. cricket! Ugh. England losing by one run against New Zealand. Fucking region. Ah! I, 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 I literally have no idea of anything that you've just said. Ah. Runs. I, I don't fucking know. Okay. Don't care. Eng- England is a country. Owen. Stop talking about cricket. cricket. Let's finish this fucking episode. Let's just let's just end this. Before I end myself, I will literally <laughs> stab myself in the eye with the leg from my glasses if we continue to talk about cricket. Glasses, nerd. Done. Thank you. Thanks very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out our previous episodes that include interviews with Livingston legends such as David Fernandez, Barry Wilson, John Guthrie, Sean Byrne, and many more. Check out our social media. Twitter and Instagram is at Pod. Facebook and YouTube, just search for the View Podcast. And make sure to subscribe to wherever you stream your podcast to get notified about new content. Forza Levy, hope to see you next week.